of Oklahoma City, you're tuned in to the Good Trash Media Network Dead Center Film Festival Special Edition. Good Trash Media will be bringing you all the Dead Center coverage you could ever want. For more information, go to GoodTrashMedia.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Good Trash Media's coverage of Dead Center, the the Oklahoma Film Festival. Uh, We are joined. There are more than just one. There's more than one just. There's 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 a definite article. Hey, I'm trying to sound awesome here. No, it's no, it's not. There's a lot of actually really cool smaller film festivals here. There are. There are. Which maybe we can talk about later. That'd be a lot of fun someday. But we're going to talk about kind of day two of the the coverage here at Dead Center. Like, kind of talk a little bit about some of the things that were going on today, and what just movies. We actually, I think, all of us, most of us saw movies today, which is really really nice uh, compared to yesterday, where we saw one movie and Dustin had the fortune of seeing two. So, uh, but we are joined um, uh, again. I'm Caleb Masters, uh, your host of Good Trash Media. I'm joined by my co-host uh, to my left. My name is Alexander Bohannon, and I am ungodly tired, but I'm wearing these giant rings that say legit boss on them, and that really helps. Fantastic. We'll just keep going around the circle, joined by special guest, and what, what is this award-winning filmmaker uh, from a dead center? Uh, one of the producers on Electric Nostalgia, sir? Uh, yeah, I'm Zachary Burns, uh, producer of the uh, newly awarded uh, Best Oklahoma Feature at Dead Center Film Festival, Electric Nostalgia. Congrats. Congratulations. Oh, golly. Keep going. Well, you know, we, we, me and Dustin said kind things about your movie last night, so... Yeah, I'm done being nice to you now, though. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's all over. Well, it's all gone to his head. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. you can tell. It's all in the curls. Uh. So, well, that's why your hair keeps getting so poofy. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's all the winning. Okay, uh, so across from me, sir, introduce yourself. My name's Dustin Sells, and I still got miles to go, Butterfly, but I'm going to keep on trucking doing the Dead Center thing, so yay. Fantastic. And lastly, we're joined by special guests from uh, our good friends at Okie Geek. Thank you so much for sitting down at this late wee hour of day two on Dead Center. You are so welcome. Hi, I'm Devin Green. I am one-fourth of the Powerhouses Okie Geek podcast, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun today. A lot. It has been a lot of fun. I just came for the parties, so, I mean, you know. You're in for the fun. I heard there was something about film to do with this <laughs> festival, but I really just came to came to kick ass and chew bubblegum at the selfie game, so. Sure. Uh, Duke Nukem's not far away, so. <laughs> so before we get into movies, because we actually all, I think we have, we have enough movies to talk about today. It's really exciting. But before we get into movies, uh, guys, we have some cool stuff that's gone up on the web. Yeah, we do. Um, so Alex, you've been so while Dustin's been doing writing and writing away and watching yes. all the movies, you've been talking to all the people. I have been talking to all the people. Uh, I don't know what you've been. Oh, we uh, we we both talked to a lot we, of people. We both talked to a yeah. lot of people. Um, I've been doing a lot of editing and producing. So and such. yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, you're like cat herding, whatever. Anyway, um, so I talked to a handful of people who we're gonna edit into. Um, some various episodes. I think we might have like a shorts episode. Um, we and then we're gonna cover a couple different features, maybe more in depth. Um, I talked to the uh, writer, the writer, director, and lead actor of Enos, which is a short film, which is a um, sci-fi uh, entry. It's vaguely Planet of the Apes ish. It seems it seems very interesting, and that screens tomorrow during the sci-fi shorts. So that's a Ryan Scott and Jesse Sikora, uh, Sikora. 
that's probably more correct. It's named the Strange Encounters shorts, right? The yeah. sci-fi category. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. if you're looking on the list, it's called Strange Encounters. So, so yeah. if you're listening, to, if you're listening to that, that'll be uh, ho- you know we should have the interview up today. Uh, that also means the shorts are playing today. Yes. So if you're listening to us, go sorry ASAP. forward in time, etc. Yeah, time travel. Um, yeah, I talked to Sarah Thompson. Uh, she's the shorts programmer at Dead Center, and she um, just gave me some of her philosophies of shorts. Um, then after that, uh, Dustin, who did you talk to? Oh, I talked to the uh, the good people at the Heartland film. I talked to uh, Linda Godfrey, who is the uh, screenwriter and star, and also to uh, Maura Anderson, who is the director. And they're delightful people, and I'm you know that interview's already up on the web. Uh, check it out; it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that was that was amazing. I'm so glad I got to sit in on that. Um, so then, th- further on in the evening, uh, due to uh, terrible traffic conditions, I ended up partying most of this evening. Darn, you missed the movies to go to the parties. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, no, right here, girl, uh, right yeah. here. Goodness, um, I ended. I talked to S. B. Eaton, who is a uh, local. Well. Um, how would you describe him? He's a jack-of-all-trades production manager uh, type of person on lots of local features. Um, I think his most recent, well, besides working on uh, the latest Hellraiser movie that flew th- came in Oklahoma and Children of the Corn, he also worked on uh, Great Plains, which is being aired in Dead Center. Fun fact, S.P. Eaton is my brother-in-law. What? I didn't what? know that. Oh, yeah. last names. Yeah, like, yeah I know. Uh, observational. Um, funny enough, I met him separately from my husband and didn't put that together until a little later. And I'd known his brother, my husband, I'd known him since I was a, a, a teen. Yeah. Oh, that's but funny. But little family connection right there. That's, that's awesome. Funny. He's we, good We're all connected in Oklahoma. Yeah. We are all one human being. By one degree <laughs> or possibly less. Yes, yes. exactly. We are bored. You might just be that Indeed. person. Yeah. Yep. Um... Yes, so last but not least, certainly not least, we have Ben Steinbauer, who's the director of the documentary short, The Superlative Light, which um, is the only film I unfortunately got to catch today, but what is an amazing film, definitely worth my time, and I'm sure we'll talk about that anon, but yes, I got an interview with him. So all of these interviews we cobbled together somehow and uh, posted yeah. For your consumption. Yes. Yeah. They're on the they are either on goodtrashmedia.com or they will be very, very shortly. Yes. Uh, now that was the VR documentary yes, you have to watch. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. Um so this um this really fascinating experience in medium was um, ben Steinbauer filmed this film, and he did it in a traditional 2D uh, cinematic approach. He was then a get approached by an uh, Austin startup that has, um, you know, lots of money and tech behind it, and they wanted to do it in VR, so they did it in VR too, as well. I mean, and then they also um, did like a behind the scenes, and then um, there's also a photography exhibit attached to it. So these four components basically make this one multimedia entity documentary film experience, which is amazing. Which is, yeah, I was going to say, how was the virtual reality? Because that was something I wanted. So cool. Okay. So cool. Jealous. So cool. So well, no, I mean, like, he said that the, the installation is going to keep, it's going to be installed 
throughout the rest of Dead Center. I will be stalking this and exhibit can, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it'll be at IAO the yes, whole time. Yes, yes. Okay, so cool. It'll be at IAO Gallery on Film Row in Oklahoma City. So check it, it is out. so cool. Guys, yes. there's not a lot of opportunities to demo VR here in Oklahoma City. I know I've tried, I've looked, and if you, so if you have a shot, I don't, does it require a pass? Do you need to have a pass to get access to um, prob- Probably. Maybe you might have. Just just show. Yeah, it's worth checking out. It might find be out. like a ticket thing. Like it might ticket it. Like I would. I would Internet give it. Things will probably tell you these things. Yeah, IOA, IOA is free. So give that a check. Check that out, guys. Because uh, if you have an opportunity to test VR, again, I haven't done it yet myself. My understanding is though, it is a very borderline religious experience of like, oh my god, this is the future of technology. It's pretty yeah. great. Without any spoilers, is it? The feature film, is it the film in virtual reality, or is it a completely different... Oh, so, no, uh, like, so, in the Oki Shorts package, which I think all of you saw, did you all yes. see Oki Shorts? Uh, Zach, Zach and I and yeah. uh, Devin all three okay, saw it. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Um, it is that film in VR, but the thing is, is, like, due to the way they filmed it, they had to go outside just the 2D experience, they had to, like, consider what people would do if they look up, look down, all around, so, it, like... Like adds complete this complete new dimension to this existing work. It's it, it was incredible, really and the was. movie itself was yeah, was, it's yeah, so visually uh, rich. Very, yeah, I can't. So I'm like trying to imagine an added level I of think, that, and it's. I think Zach's the only person that saw it, both VR and 2D. Right, that's accurate. And, I think uh, it's a, this is a great time to go ahead and just j- jump right into the film. Yeah, let's, so yeah, let's just go ahead and segue yeah. into. Let's yeah. start talking about the Tell shorts. So. so this is the only film I saw today, which was the um, the superlative light by Ben Steinbauer, which is a documentary feature that covers a, a gentleman in Austin who uh, started being he was homeless and he ended up becoming a photographer um, due to a really interesting circumstance where he. Uh, photographed a very a rare laser yeah it's For it University sounds of Texas. very yeah. strange yeah. but it's pretty it's really interesting but it's more of like a character study in the sense that it's following this man on his journey not so much oh science lasers etc so hey you had me at science lasers well yeah science science lasers lasers are pretty come cool. for the lasers stay for the story that's that's that should be our mission statement there's a new mission statement forget 90 minutes and a bucket of popcorn right. stay for the lasers yeah, All right. come, from the, yeah. come for the lasers stay for the story yeah uh, laser time so let's just that was the final that was the final that was the final uh, okay short I liked that one a lot um, I, I found the, the shorts in general I thought were pretty good for the most mm-hmm. part there are definitely some misses in there cool. and there was and there were a couple I honestly wasn't sure how to, how to feel about now if we, if we, if we kind of work backwards and start at the top they had 21 guns which uh, was uh, kind of the story of um, uh, of a military family basically you have this boy whose dad was a soldier he decides he wants to grow up to be a soldier goes off to war and dies and then his brother ends up taking care of his son, his nephew, um, who then is also interested in his dad, right. who was a soldier. So um, I found it uh, that one. I, I've been che- I've been really chewing on that one. I, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I beautiful. Uh, whoever shot that uh, film, I was sitting next to the person, the DP, and I can't remember his name. Andrew but I, Smith. Yes, <laughs> I literally sat and talked to him for like twenty minutes, and yeah, I forgot his name. So yeah, uh, small guy, but man, that guy can shoot a film because that was yeah. that was. Uh, well, I'm not sure how I feel about the film, like the, the kind of the heart of the story there. I, I mean, beautiful. Beautiful, uh, visually striking, short. Absolutely. Um, What did you guys? uh, We'll start with you, uh, Devin. What did you kind of make of Twenty One Guns? You know, 
for as beautiful as it was, like we talked about, I, I maybe I'm jaded. I'm an army brat. Maybe I've just heard this story before, but I really, I, I hate to say it. I, I would want to give it another watch before giving my final come down harsh on it. But I felt like I've heard the story before, and, and it's it's a, it's an, a sadly common story. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you know. What got me was how beautiful visually it was, but story wise, um, you know, kind of felt like been there, been there, done that. Yeah, it was kind of flat for me. Yeah, Zach, how about you? Um, uh, well, first, I'd like to point out uh, one thing. I actually worked on this movie. Oh, Um, fun fact! In small capacity, I helped move equipment mostly, Um, and I can tell you, it was very hot. uh, It looked like it. It It looked hot. It was very. uh, but actually, yeah, like I, uh, I'm friends with uh, uh, Andrew and Adam Smith, who uh, shot the movie, and Ben Halavity, who directed it, and and uh, yeah, for sure. Like I can definitely tell you that it was a pretty strong collaboration between those three, um, and Ben Halavity, who's kind of directed some things here and there uh, uh, throughout, and the, but but for sure for the Smith brothers, it was kind of their first. Uh, big project like that like they've worked on a lot of things but it was kind of the first thing that they put more like kind of creative control into it as mm-hmm. opposed to just working on it mm-hmm. um, and so certainly for them I know it was a big kind of uh, scary thing for them to do what I think almost for me I would have liked to see is more of it like more of the story mm-hmm. because I think part of what my issue with the, the the flat flat is a really harsh word but it was more that I felt like it didn't give the story enough time. You know, yeah. it, you know what I mean? I, I mm-hmm. feel like it could have been explored in more depth and... and, and yeah, yeah. It, Since it being a short film, they had to, they had to would have you know, very compact. Keep, keep it a little, little bit up here yeah. instead of really yeah. diving and I'm, super And there's some real it. gravitas um, that I think, sure. you know... So, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So no, no, you're good. That um, and yeah, I, I mean, I think I would kind of agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and that, and that's kind of a, a, a complicated thing with short films in general. It's kind of like yeah. it, that. It usually either feels like there's not enough substance there, uh, or it's too long. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's it's either not long enough or it's not short enough. Yeah. Or then you get that, into the not so like short delicate. shorts that are like yeah, yeah, half yeah. an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a really um, delicate balance. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So I had like ideological issue, not necessarily issue, because I'm not I'm not totally sure what if if the if the movie's even trying to make a statement or what type of type of statement it's trying to make, because it, it definitely portrays the cycle of the military family. Well, your dad goes off to where he dies. So of course, naturally, you're missing a father figure, so you strive to be like what the story of your dad was like mm-hmm. and it's a cycle that happens over and over again now uh, you know, I, I certainly don't want to get into personal politics too much but it's some of the, one of those things where I'm I'm not I appreciate the way that the film paints like this is a very honorable and noble thing I really there was a great amount of respect to the military family which is great but I, when, I, when I walked away I was trying to figure out is the movie and I don't know if the movie maybe the movie's trying wanting me hopefully wanting me to comp- contemplate it because is it saying that maybe there's a line where we should stop looking at you know looking at the kind of honor system this way because clearly it's going to result in another cycle of you know likelihood of death in the family with military uh, based on what you know the the story that was told or um or is it just kind of again trying to make me feel like yes that's the route to go because i felt really torn because it very is very clear they make a point to show oh we've seen this happen twice before in this short film where this guy goes off to war and dies and his kids are going to do the same thing and I don't know if that's such a good thing, and I, it's a, the movie kind of and, and in a good way. So I, I, I will say this: mm-hmm. I'm and I'm not totally sure if if the film is you know trying to make a statement about that or not. But that's that was my big takeaway. I'm like, what is the film 
what is it? What is that stance that's trying to make? Because I feel like it's very respectful to to the military, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you're like, man, this is seems kind of sad that this kid's going to go off and do the same thing his dad and his dad's dad did. I don't know. It's, it's interesting, uh, to say the least. If you're a listener out there, maybe chime in with your thoughts on 21 Guns because, um, I, I, well, it wasn't my favorite. I thought it was interesting. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, briefly kind of hit on a couple of these really really quickly. But Home, which was kind of exploring the idea of uh, foster the foster system uh, here in Oklahoma, talking about like a, like a gay adoption, the gay adoption process. Gosh, guys, uh I appreciate the subject matter. I appreciate mm-hmm. the honesty. I didn't like this very much, though. Um, yeah. It it and I know it comes with the territory. It was very sh- overly sentimental. Some of the camera work really bothered me. There was a lot of shifting in and out of focus that really that it, there, there was some like. It's tough to do. I've worked in video before. When you're interviewing someone, you get a very human moment, and your camera doesn't do what you want it to do. Like where they there's like a part where this woman has is having a beautiful human reaction, you know, like mm-hmm. you would want the type of stuff you want in a good interview. But the camera does this thing where it's like, oh shit, zoom in, zoom out, oh pan left, pan right, what do I, oh yeah, okay, yeah. And, and it's tough to make that cut because like that's something you just can't replicate on camera. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was sitting, there, I was like, hmm, I, I don't know. Moments like that made it feel like invasive journalism, like in that getting like tr- like going for the the. For lack of a better, the money shot of, of sentimentality, mm-hmm. like, and it felt like that that cheap tactic of like, you know, going for the feels mm-hmm. in journalism. And you're right, it kind of kind of ruined the the the, the obviously human moment right. in that mm-hmm. like zoom in, you know, yeah, like, yeah. get the it's like tears. We, it's like we can't miss this moment. Oh, right. we don't know what to do with the and camera. It, yeah, it, yeah. It cheapened it. I think it's also important to point out, and then unless I'm just remembering wrong, but I believe the guy who made that was like just fresh out of high school. Oh, um, really? Which and that I mean, changes a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he's new or not as experienced, but but still, I mean, like, if, you know, I and my brother and Vinny were making things, you know, at that good straight out of high school. That's and, impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 fair. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Agreed. That's a good point. I didn't, I hadn't realized, I hadn't realized that, um, that does kind of put a new spin on it because that's a really again because there's definitely a really powerful human element there and a very powerful For human sure. story there. And, and I also want to point out that um, uh, my uh, buddy Vinny, who was sitting next to me, uh, he um, uh, he really kind of got into that one. Uh, we talked a little Good. bit afterward because um, he's uh, he's a relatively new parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for him, just kind of thinking, just the idea of this this uh, young woman who grew up without parents, um, and he has a daughter, mm-hmm. um, uh, and so just that idea of her having to grow up without any kind of parents, and then suddenly finding parents, um, like the, the story of it is it's it, beautiful. It's a, it's a strong story, yeah. Um, and yeah, I know it definitely affected uh, Vinny uh, at least a little bit. Um, yeah. And so yeah, you know, it, and it wasn't. It certainly wasn't like bad. There was just a lot of like things about. I'm scr- I was scratching my head about. But the the first documentary. I mean, if you're making if you're making a short to that level, capturing that human element or that early, you know, in high school, right out of high school, that's that though that does change my perspective quite a bit on it because mm-hmm. that's still the, the capacity to understand the story that's that he's wanting to tell right there. The weight of it is, is really great. 
Um, so we're not going to get to all of these because there are a lot of shorts, but I want to talk a little bit about Swirl, uh, which is the short directed by Lance McDaniel. And um, I, we actually have uh, – we're going to have a little, uh, little episode going up on shorts uh, with some of the interviews Alex got and then some of the stuff I got. Uh, and uh, one of them was with Lance McDaniel. But it was his film, which was – it was entirely interpretive dance, no talking, uh, and it was – Beautiful. I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. It was uh, so. What I loved about it was so much was communicated with zero dialogue. I mean, it it was so powerful in in, in illustrating the power of to redundancy, um, the power of movement, and when when in 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 the hands of the of, of someone who understands the medium, it was. Yeah, it was totally. I loved it. Yeah, and, and that that did it for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I thought it was absolutely great. No, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, um, and it, it's definitely really interesting to see because uh, I've known Lance a while. And I've seen um, the other movies that he's made, like um, Unsolved and Crazy Enough, um, which uh, are you know fun and kind of zany movies themselves. Um, but it's it's really great seeing him. He's really Lance uh, is really kind of pushing himself into new territory, um, both with Swirl and he has another movie, uh, a feature called Oh Brother that's playing right now. And and he's really pushing himself to try new things and and mm-hmm. uh, experiment because with Swirl, you know, it's a movie told completely through dance. There's no real dialogue to speak of. And then uh, his feature Oh Brother was. Uh, they shot it in a week and oh, wow. edited it in another week. And, wow. like, they shot it, like, literally last February. This February. That's yeah, now. Wow. Well, and I don't, I don't want to spoil – we have an interview with Lance that's going to go up as part of our kind of short special, so I don't want to spoil it too much. But he said, you know, he, he is uh, openly gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he – and I, I didn't realize this because I was not as familiar with kind of kind of the films he's made. Just I kind of oh, he makes films in Oklahoma. He's done a lot of them, actually. Uh, but uh, he said this is the first time he's uh, head-on addressed the LGBTQ thing. He says, I want to tell stories. Oh, yeah. He said, I want to tell a story that's more personal to me. This is an area of my life that I think, you know, I've grown as a filmmaker, and I feel like I can I have the capacity to tell now in a way that's meaningful. And he says, I also think it's the right time to tell this story sure. in Oklahoma, um, which, is the, you know, I think that's uh, definitely a, a subject, uh, you know, doesn't talk to Heartland folk. Uh, you know, that is a subject that has, I think, is cropping up a lot at the festival. And I think particularly in the state of Oklahoma, that is so traditionally conservative um, and uh, I, I think it's really, really cool and valuable to see, you know, filmmakers wanting to tell, choosing right now to tell yeah. that story. Um, and that, and again, also, again, the choice of using an African-American and a white um, mm-hmm. uh, teenagers was, was really beautiful. But, uh, yeah, now that one was really moving. Um, I, 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 you know, I've never been to interpretive dance, but I was, I was really moved. Um, we're going to go, we'll go ahead and hit on Heroes of the Realm briefly. That's the short film directed by Kyle Roberts and a uh, friend of the Good Trash Media Network, Stephen Goodman. He's been on a couple times. Uh, man, uh, guys, this is right up our alley. This is nerddom to the yes. extreme. It was so much fun. Uh, so basically, the premise is this girl, she's broke with her boyfriend. She's like a pizza delivery girl. And she goes and plays this arcade machine. And then after beating it, it opens up and there's a wristband. And when you wear the wristband, the character from the game comes to life. And all of a sudden, you're like, it's like you're living, it's like the video game characters come to life type of thing. Stop it! I'm going to propose to him. Propose him tomorrow night. We got two more days at the festival, buddy. Just, yeah. just make sure his girlfriend Allie knows. So. You're, you're um, at the Pride Fest. No, um, this is really cool. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of opportunities here at Good Trash Media to talk about Here's the Realm again really soon. But that is a film that just was recently accepted into the Comic Con Short Film Festival. 
in San Diego, in like San Diego, that. like the Comic-Con. no, like the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, yeah. That's that's an appropriate. The that's the appropriate use of the. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. the yeah. article is appropriate. Uh, and so, uh, and rumor has it there's they've got some really cool news they're going to share on that really soon, uh, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you're good trash media. We might be hearing about that again, not too distant future, mm-hmm. like before Comic Con. So uh, that was really cool. Did you, uh, uh, Devin? Did you did you enjoy that one? Immensely. Immensely, it was it was made in a lab with things that delight me. Yes, yes. absolutely. That's a good way of describing it. Mm-hmm. Very cool, Zach. You said this was like your second or third time watching it, right? Uh, yeah, he he. They made this film for the Forty Eight Hour Film uh, Competition uh, last year, uh, oh, so, so I saw it then, so um, and I somehow saw it somewhere else again. I think um, Magic Powers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you know it's just a fun little short. Um, Stephen Goodman is excellent in it uh, as he is in all things. Um, and all I can really say is that man, I can't believe we, we had a didn't have a shirtless Stephen Goodman yeah. in our movie. Yeah, uh, so real loss on our part. Yeah. Uh, really exciting. So hope you guys, hopefully you guys, if you're still at the Oklahoma City Film Festival, we'll be able to catch the Okie Shorts again. Uh, I believe they're playing Sunday at 5:30 p.m. on Sunday. Now. Dustin, quickly, just give me a right, thumbs up. What, what else did you What else did you see today? I did see two feature length films. I saw the Maya Angelou documentary. Um, I still rise. Um, I had something in my eye through much of the film and uh, had to wipe away some tears. And so it's very very good. I also saw Black Mountain Poets. We saw it together, which I walked out of. We walked out of. It's not good. Uh, it, it's not my cup of tea. It's not not, not very much cup. not our cup of tea because yeah. we don't walk out of films yeah. ever. Well, um, that's not true for me. <laughs> Life's too short. Like oh. Especially at film festivals. Yes. Uh, but will people be able to find more on the website about those films? Yes, I'll be writing about both of them in the next day. Yep. Fantastic. So, guys, that'll wrap up our day two coverage can, of Dead Center 10, 2016. You can find us at goodtrashmedia.com. And we can find us on Twitter at good underscore trash. You can find us at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash goodtrashmedia. You can find us at patreon.com, uh, patreon.com forward slash GTM. Where can you find your stuff, Oki Geek? You can find me on the Internet of Things at Wubba. And you can find me and my podcast mates, uh, my better quarters at uh, okigeekpodcast.com. Boom. Fantastic. And sir, you've got a f- film that's playing in the festival, correct? Oh, yeah, I think I heard something about that. Uh, yeah, Electric Nostalgia screens Saturday at 2.15 at Harkins Theater. Uh, come see it. We've got free slap bracelets and stickers. Heck yeah, dude. And it's fr- fantastic. It's yes, a great... It's, it's, it's it, you know, we, We've seen it. Award-winning. You us our day one. It's award-winning. It's fantastic. Go see it. And those uh, slap bracelets are sick. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into our day two of our coverage. Stay tuned to GoodTrashMedia.com for day three. We can't wait to see you there. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this special presentation from Good Trash Media. For more information on the Dead Center Film Festival, go to DeadCenterFilm.org. For more information on the Good Trash Media Network and all of our family of shows, go to GoodTrashMedia.com.